Most of the time, we review books that we really like here on The Book Boys. Other times, we review books that stink. And when a book really stinks, we get fussy. So this is a warning that sometimes we'll swear on this podcast, or sometimes the material that we're reviewing will be adult in nature. So keep that in mind as you listen to this week's episode. Ben! Hey! How you been, buddy? Oh, great. Thanks. How are it's you? Been, it's been like, what, two or three weeks? I can't I mean, even remember anymore. I think it's been two weeks, like usual. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anything exciting going on with you in the last two weeks? There's got to be something. Nope, not a goddamn thing. <laughs> How about you? Well, uh, as a man that's unemployed and is home all the time, uh, my idea of what's exciting is uh, far different than the average person. So for me, do I, tell. I joined the, the app called Noom, uh, and I'm losing oh. weight, Ben. Hey, all right. Yeah, so that's 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 considered exciting for me. Like that's a major milestone, like something I write in my diary about. I think that I, is exciting. I uh, I've had a long winter and my uh, physique has suffered because of it. So. And you have a great physique. You have a fantastic well, physique. I don't know about that anymore. Uh, well, I saw your abs rippling underneath your t-shirt the last time we hung out last fall. Uh, uh, yeah, and it's gone downhill <laughs> since then. So. Well, that's definitely happened to me. Uh, I've got man breasts and a big old beer gut uh, from COVID, uh, so I've definitely had to do something about it. And uh, it's it's working. It's better than calorie counting. Uh, I used what, to think, what, what is it exactly? I've heard it on uh, you know people on podcasts are, are yeah. pushing it, but like what what's the what's the gist of it? Oh, oh, we're basically doing an ad for uh, for Noom right now. Well, Ben, uh, <laughs> Noom is a fantastic new product where they don't just have you counting calories. They have you counting calories uh, of, of the mind. That's the name. Well, you know, it costs a lot. But if you hover to Noom.com and enter the promo code BOOKBOYS, you can get uh, 80% <laughs> off. We should just start doing commercials where we have promo codes that don't exist because we're not sponsored by them in any way. It would be hilarious. Are you sick of going to the post office? If so, head over to Stamps.com and enter the promo code BOOKBOYS for 40% off of stamps. Guys, we travel a lot for this podcast. We're always on the go. And the one thing I miss about being home is my Casper mattress. <laughs> Well, anyways, um, yeah, so there's nothing else. Uh, the weather's gotten a little nicer, so I'm out walking around more. Uh, saw my sister tonight, hung out at their place for a little bit. Yeah, we all took a big, long walk together. Yeah, it's, quite, was, it's uh, quite nice out this week. I, I met up with some friends, and we went to the park and kicked the old soccer ball around. Oh, you're still trying to be a soccer man, even with your horrible knees? You still got one bad knee, don't you? I have two bad knees. Well, the other one got fixed. You had one of them fixed. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're fine, though. I got a brace for the other. So the one got the ACL fixed. The other one has a fancy brace on it now, so I'm good. Oh, well, well. I'm, I'm, I'm doing physical therapy still. I'm uh, eyeing a return to the soccer field this summer. So, Oh, boy. Like You're just going to break team. them all over yeah. again. You're going to ruin those babies all over again. I, hey, the, the surgeon is on board of this. The physical therapy people, they're on board of this. They, they say, that yeah, go out there, live your life. That's why, that's why we had this surgery and this physical therapy, so you can get out there and do the things that you love. And you're still saying the physical therapy has never become erotic at any point. Because I've watched a lot of adult films, and it's always the physical yeah, therapist no. rooting you along, and next thing you know, they're kissing. No. Uh, hard kissing. No? Never worked out for no. you. No. If we were kissing, though, I'd want to make sure I'd use my Quip toothbrush before that. Go over to Quip.com and enter the promo code BOOKBOYS for 20% off your first three months of Quip. That's Quip.com. <laughs> you're really good at that. I can't, uh, I can't pull that off. 
Well, uh, so yeah, dieting, walking, uh, being unemployed, uh, a lot of like house stuff I want to do, but I really can't uh, justify the expense when I'm living off of severance right now. But you got nothing going on in your life. Uh, no dating. No. That's yeah, pretty quiet on the dating front right now. Wow, the dating front. Like, it's a battlefield. <laughs> That's what it feels like sometimes. <laughs> well, isn't that a song? Wasn't that like a Pat Benatar song? Love is oh, a Love is a Battlefield. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. look at you. Was uh, that Pat Benatar? Are those the thoughts that go through your head on a regular basis? Just Pat Benatar songs? It's just all there. And like you say something like that, it triggers it. I'm like, oh, yeah, Pat Benatar. <laughs> it's just all there. It's just all there. Yeah. Well, all right. Do we, uh, unless you got anything else you want to say, we should probably move the fuck on because we got well, a big night. If you want your night. music like Pam Benatar to always be there, head over to Spotify.com <laughs> and enter the promo code BOOKBOYS for 10% off your first three months of Spotify, Spotify Premium. <laughs> I love that you're upping it because like the first three months are free. Should we move on to Backyard Blast Bird Blurb from, uh, from your mom, Gretchen? Yes. Okay, Ben, uh, anything from uh, Sweet Gretchen about birds? Goddamn right. Um, oh, this is a wall of text here. This is, oh, okay. <laughs> a wall of text about birds. Uh, yeah, so uh, you ready for this? Yeah, go nuts. Gretchen's Backyard Blast. Oh, wait, is it not a bird blurb? She just said Backyard Blast. Okay. Oh, whoa. She Where? told me she might be doing something different today, so uh, I guess this is it. All right. I love it when she takes it in new directions. She's yeah. the only reason why anyone would ever listen to this podcast. All right, so I know, right? <laughs> All right, so uh, Gretchen says, uh, Last week I heard a bit of a ruckus on my deck in the middle of the night, so went to look and saw a raccoon helping itself to the bird feeder. So this week we'll have a raccoon roundup. Oh, and then uh, I she put a fucking raccoon emoji in there too. <laughs> cute. Ah, she's adorable. I love it. Yeah, raccoons are very intelligent and adaptable. In fact, they are one of the few species that have actually benefited from the spread of humans, despite the destruction of much of their natural habitat. They are adaptable enough to thrive in rural, urban, and suburban environments. Researchers think urban raccoons are more clever than their country cousins. Eh, kind of like people. <laughs> Maybe because city-dwelling raccoons are forced to outsmart human-made obstacles on a regular basis. In one experiment, researchers planted garbage cans containing food in urban and rural areas. The city raccoons were able to open the tricky lid, but the country raccoons failed every time. <laughs> I mean, is that just a question of motivational? Like, the country raccoons, they just can get food. Where They don't need to pry open a garbage can. They're, they're just surrounded by food, aren't they? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you're right, because if, if they can smell food under the can, they can't get the lid off or whatever they're supposed to do. They just go, oh, I'll just go over there and kill a squirrel. So, yeah. yeah, you're right. Motivation. Also, how do you pronounce it? Do you say raccoon or raccoon, or how, how do you say it? I don't know. I'm just curious. Like, I... Was reading that tonight. I heard myself saying raccoon, but I don't know if I should be saying raccoon. <laughs> yeah, that seems like you're putting on airs. It's just raccoon, Mister Hoity Toity. Would you go to grad school? <sighs> God. Anything raccoon, else? No, I'm I'm sighing at what I'm reading here next. Oh, okay, fine. Raccoons are the animal of 2020 because they always wash their hands and wear a mask. Oh, wow. She's being very topical right now. Very yeah. topical. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. 
think that's you. great. That, uh, I imagine there's jokes. Knock knock. No. Knock knock. <laughs> I feel like I should drag this out knock, just so knock. you keep. Yep, so you keep saying it. But yeah. I, I also knock, hate knock. it with all my heart. Who's there? Wooden shoe. Wooden shoe. I feel like I'm falling into a trap. Wooden shoe. Who? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't like, you like to hear another joke? I knew. I knew I was knock, falling knock. into it. Knock knock. <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Stopwatch. Stopwatch. Who? Stopwatch. You're doing and let me in. <laughs> God damn it! Ah, your mom's adorable. I'm just glad she didn't make me uh, do a bird call this week. Oh, I know. I was uh, when I was uh, editing the last one. Uh, I kept replaying and replaying <laughs> you doing the bird call because I just thought it was so hilarious. Just for myself, just scrubbing it back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> yes. Hey, I'd like to hear about a book that slaps teens or something. How about that? What's up? What's up, teens? Well, let's move on to the next segment. What's up for teens? I forget what it's called. Books that slap. Uh, what's up, teams? You, you want you want to slap it? <laughs> Red Tigress by <laughs> Amelie Wenzel. I don't know what the name of the segment is anymore. I've forgotten. I never read it, wrote it down. About Red Tigress, uh, fans of Children of Blood and Bone will love the sequel to Blood Air. The second book in an epic fantasy series about a princess hiding a dark secret and the con man she must trust to liberate her empire from a dark reign. Oh, this is already really bad. Anna Mikolov is only surviving member of the royal family of Cerulea. She has no army, no title, no allies, and she must find a way to take back the throne or risk the brutal retribution of the empress. I hate when you're writing fantasy or someone's writing fantasy and they just make up impronounceable names because they just don't know what they're doing. Morgiana is determined to establish a new world order on the spilled blood of non- Affinites, affinity, affinity, whatever. Anna is certain that Morgiana won't stop until she kills them all. Anna's only chance at navigating the dangerous world of her homeland means partnering with Ramson Quicktongue. Why that? Out of all the impronounceable <laughs> names, Quicktongue. What are they doing? Where do they get these names from? The internet? Uh, but the cunning crime lord has schemes <laughs> of his own. For Anna to find an army, they must cross to the White Waves, uh, to the impenetrable Stone Forts of Bregon. Only no one can be certain what they will find there. A dark power has risen. Will revolution bring peace? Or will it only paint the streets in uh, more blood? That comes out uh, March 2nd. What? Well, that's already out. Uh, that was so, five days ago. Yeah. All right. Well, poop. Uh, you can find it at Barnes & Noble, a place you never heard of called Books A Million, bookshop.org, which we're... Uh, do you want to talk about that really quick? Uh, bookshop.org is on a mission to... So- Financially support independent booksellers. <laughs> bookshop.org. <laughs> Make sure to go to where, Ben? That's bookshop.org. And while you're there, check out the Book Boys shop at bookshop.org slash 
book boys. I Good think I don't, I don't even remember what our, our store URL. Yeah, I forgot to. That's probably uh, about right. Hudson Booksellers, Indie Bound, uh, Powell's. What the hell is Powell's? I feel it's like a, I should know that. Powell's, I think, is that in... It's like a play in the it's South. In, it's in your Portland or Nashville. Isn't it like the largest independent bookstore in the U.S. or something? Oh, is it? Ah, well, there you go. I want to say it's in... Eh, well, who cares? Moving the on. World, the world's largest independent bookstore, according to its what paid. Yeah, they're in Portland. Well, there you go. It's eighteen ninety nine. You can buy it from all those places. Uh, yes. Fantastic. Uh, young adult fiction that seems to make absolutely no sense. I read that whole thing and I don't know what's going on. It's just some some kid that wants to take over the world. I don't know. Well, moving on. Yeah. But anyway, that's bookshop.org slash shop slash Nuzzle House. <laughs> should we, we, be, should we be making a new list on our uh, affiliate site there on bookshop.org listing all the Slapentine books? We maybe oh. should. You know, it's not, it's not like... I don't think anyone's actually used our bookshop.org. Well, because uh, we're not giving them what they want. I'm shocked nobody has bought Helicopter Man, Pounds, Dinosaur, Billionaire Ass out of our (laughs) store, which I still love is like in in between the Nancy Drew book and the Babysitter's Club. (laughs) When you go to our storefront. I was trying to tell a friend of mine about that book. Like, yeah, it's it's really weird and it's very funny, but it's actually strangely well written. And I couldn't remember the name of the entire book. I'm like, it's it's a dinosaur billionaire. Shit, I forgot what it's called, but it's Helicopter Man Pounds Dinosaur Billionaire Ass. Yes. Damn it. A novel by Chuck Tingle. It's what it's part of his series of books called Tinglers, which I love so much. They all take place in the Tingleverse. <laughs> Someday, like a year from now, we should probably read another one. Yeah, I think we should. I would. I'd be on board with that. That was not unenjoyable. Okay, moving on. Let's get into this book that we're going to try to read live. I know. This is like real avant-garde experimental podcast show <laughs> we're doing here or something. I don't know. We're like the Lou Reed of podcasting now. We're gonna... Oh, the Lou Reed. I was going to say the uh, Yoko Ono, the time that oh, she okay. wanted to record a dead crow. She went to the music <laughs> studio, put a dead crow on the table and said, record it. And like the recording engineer was so used to her at that point that they put a microphone really close to its corpse and recorded and then they stopped and they both listened to just pure silence. And then he looks at her and goes, I don't think we really got it there, did you? Do you think we got it there? And she's like, no. And he's like, let's try again. And then they just recorded dead air some more. And then he's like, I think we nailed it that time. She goes, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be us right now. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, uh, we haven't really discussed a plan for how we're actually going to pull this off. So I, I don't know. Do we need to? <clears throat> what, what are we doing here with? Um, I, well, Journey Under the idea, Sea. So. It's Journey Under the Sea. Choose your adventure number two from R.A. Montgomery. Do you have any uh, notes for uh, R.A. Montgomery or Choose Your Adventure series that you want to well, talk about? Well, I do. Uh, so this book is called Journey Under the Sea by R.A. Mo- uh, Montgomery. It's a choose your own adventure book. And uh, just a little background uh, on the book itself. Uh, this is just all pulled from Wikipedia. This book was published in 1978 and then republished again in 2006. Uh, let's learn a little bit about Choose Your Own Adventure, uh, or Secret Path books. It's a series of children's game books 
where each story is written from a second-person point of view, with the reader assuming the role of protagonist and making choices that determine the main character's actions uh, and the plot's outcome. The series is based on a concept created by Edward Packard and originally published by Constant Capels and R.A. Montgomery's Vermont Crossroads Press as the Adventures of You series, which is not a very catchy title no. at all. No. Uh, it uh, started with uh, Packard's Sugarcane Island in 1976. Choose Your Own Adventure uh, was published by Bantam Books, was one of the most popular children's series during the 1980s and 90s, selling more than 250 million copies between 79 and 98. When Bantam, now owned by Random House, allowed the Choose Your Own Adventure trademark to lapse, the series was relaunched by Choose Co., which if you look at the back of the book you bought us, Ben, it does say Choose Co. with like a weird little dragon on it. Wait, why did they allow it to lapse? Why, I don't uh, know. Wow. Did they just like forget or something? That seems really weird to me. Uh, so Choose Co. owes the trademark now. Choose Co. does not reissue titles by Packard, who has started his own imprint called U-the letter U-Ventures. In June 2018... Z-Man Games issued a licensed cooperative board game called Choose Your Own Adventure, House of Danger, inspired by R.A. Montgomery's book in the series. And I remember reading House of Danger when I was a little tiny kid. It's like a big haunted house thing that you get to do. Uh, January 11, 2019, Choose Co. initiated a trademark infringement legal challenge against Netflix for the film Black Mirror Bandersnatch, which I played Mm -hmm. with my kids. Yeah, uh, it was, was kind of underwhelming, wasn't it? <coughs> nah, it wasn't. Okay. It, was, it was a novel idea, but I don't know, it wasn't. It's not it was something okay. you want to do on a regular basis. That's the problem with those kind of experiments. Uh, my daughter yeah. really got into it. She wanted to basically okay. map out and make trees to show all the choices and what your option, like what happens. So we wound up spending hours doing that. And then when she was done, she's like, well, all right. And then walked away from it. Never looked at it again. Background on the author? Yeah, he died. <laughs> Born March 9th, 1936, and died November 9th, 2014. So, yes, he died quite a long time ago. Wasn't that uh, was seven years ago? It wasn't that long ago? Well, I'm still, it's a long time. Uh, he and his former wife, Constance Cappell, uh, published four books at Vermont Crossroads Press that would later be included in the Bantam Choose series. Uh, Cave of Time, Journey Under the Sea, which we'll be that, reading today. That's what we're reading. Yeah. Is that exciting? Now suddenly, like, history's come alive for you right now? Yes. Uh, by Balloon to the Sahara uh, and Space and Beyond, Montgomery panned, penned more than 50 books of the series and its various offspring, including books in a series for younger readers. Uh, they reissued old titles and an electronic version of the first book in the relaunch, The Abominable Snowman, was available as an interactive download for iPod. He rewrote 450-page draft of the novel about modern-day China, uh, Montgomery said that he wanted to travel and encourage culturally distinct choose-your-own-adventure books from writers and illustrators in all parts of the world. So there's that. So now what are we going to do, Ben? You, well, this is your big idea. What are we going to do here? Well, first of all, I'd like to say if you want to listen to uh, Journey Under the Sea and mm-hmm. other books, uh, sign up for audible.com and enter the promo code BOOKBOYS for... 35% off your first three months at audible.com. I thought you were serious for a second. I'm like, how do you listen to an audible book of a choose your own adventure book? <laughs> <laughs> that would be insane. So this book, Ben, that you purchased for the two of us, 
Yes. Uh, kindly, very nice of you to do. That you showed up with a beer and choose your own adventure book for me one morning. Did I, I gave you coffee and a pack of heaters too. I mean, that's on. true. You did. Uh, so on the back of the book, it actually shows kind of like a a decision tree, a bunch of circles and lines. Yeah, I don't know. If that's you. just like made up, though, isn't that just? Yeah, I, think I don't think that's general. actually mapping out this book. I think that's just a <clears throat> decision tree. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, my God, this can't be for this book, is it? And I really, I highly doubt that they have some designer like, okay, start mapping out all the choices. I'm like, oh God. They well, no, they, they must, this. right? I think they must have to chart it out some way. But anyway, so the yeah, the front of this says there are uh, 42 endings. Um, that's true. Yeah, I don't know how we do this. We so we can't read it out loud, right? Because we're going to run afoul of copyright issues. Well, we can read the first section, I imagine. But then oh, after okay. that, you and I probably won't be on the same decision. Well, I think yeah, I think when we get to the first decision <clears throat> split, you and I should just make sure we go in different paths, right? And then sure, yeah, okay, and see what we end up with. Okay, okay. Well, let's just uh, let's just freeball this right now. I will read. Or do you want to read? Because normally you do the overview of the book. Do you want to read this? Should I just read the first two pages and we'll get to the first decision? Yes. Go okay. ahead. Okay. You're done urinating now so I can read. <laughs> I'm going to have to leave that in now, aren't I? God yeah. damn it. <laughs> gotcha. So they, for the listeners, I recorded my basement and I had to pee real bad. So I just went over to the sink here in the basement and Ben got to hear all of it. <laughs> yep. All right, I'm going to start even before uh, the story here. I'm going to go to the, uh, the introduction to like the, the concept of the book here. It says, uh, beware and warning. Oh, you're right. It's kind of Star Wars looking. It's got the, the it scrolling is, yeah, text, it's got like that very kinda, small at the top and big in the bottom. Yeah. This book is different from other books. You and you alone are in charge of what happens in this story. There are dangers, choices, adventures, and consequences. You must use all of your numerous talents and much of your enormous intelligence. <laughs> the wrong decision could end in disaster, even death. But don't despair. At any time, you can go back and make another choice. After Alter the path of your story and change its result. Now enter the mysterious and beautiful world of Atlantis. <laughs> you may become famous. You might even decide to never to return to the Earth world above. Or you may not get a chance to make that decision. Whatever happens... Good luck. Great. Ready to dive in? You ready to read the first part? Are you ready? I'm oh, ready. I'm ready. All right. You are a deep sea explorer searching for the famed lost city of Atlantis. This is your most challenging and dangerous mission. Fear and excitement are now your companion. It is morning and the sun pushes up on the horizon. The sea is calm. You climb into the narrow pilot's compartment of the underwater vessel Seeker <laughs> with your special gear. Hmm. The crew of the research vessel Mary screws down the hatch clamps. Now begins the plunge into the depths of the ocean. The seeker crew begins lowering by a strong but thin cable. Within minutes, you are so deep in the ocean <laughs> that little light filters down to you. The silence is eerie as the seeker slips deeper and <laughs> deeper. God damn it. <laughs> You peer out the thick glass porthole and the see strange glass porthole. <laughs> strange white fish drifting past, sometimes stopping to look at you. An intruder from another world. Turn the next page, Ben. It tells you at the bottom. The cable attaching you to the marae is extended to its limit. 
You have come to rest on a ledge near the canyon in the ocean floor that ancient myth says leads to the lost city of Atlantis. You have an experimental diving suit designed to protect you from the intense pressure <laughs> of the deep. You should be able to leave the seeker and explore the sea bottom. The new suit contains a number of the latest microprocessors, enabling a variety of useful functions. It even has a built-in waterproof smart tablet with laser communicator. Wow. You can cut loose from the cable. The Seeker is self-propelled. Well, why did we have the cable in the first place? Though? Yeah, I know, exactly. You are now in another world. Remember, this is a dangerous world. An unknown world. As agreed, you signal the Murray. All systems go. It's awesome down here. All right, All so right. we got two choices at the bottom. Yeah, there we are, Glenn. Yep, we're... Uh, first choice is if you decide to cut loose from the Murray and dive with the Seeker into the canyon in the ocean floor, turn to page four. I'm going to give that one to you. Okay. And if, I'm going to take the other decision, which is if you decide to explore the ledge where the seeker has come to rest, turn to page six. Okay. And now we're going to re- our, we're going to turn to our respective pages, and then, and then what? So what we could probably do here is I'll quietly read to myself my page, which is very short, and then uh, As is you mine. read yours, and then we'll just talk about what our what, what happened and what our options are. I guess. Okay. This, I'm sure this will work just fine. Okay. Yeah, this is not going to be annoying for the listeners at all. <laughs> well, through the magic of editing, you'll clean this all up and all of a sudden it'll be seamless for the <laughs> Son listeners. Son of a bitch. <laughs> all right, read. I'm ready when you are. <laughs> Sorry, I got hung up on the very last sentence, which is, Fishes of all sizes huddle with you in an attempt to escape the monster. Okay. Whoa, shit, you ran into a monster already? Yeah, I did, like, immediately. (laughs) And I love that the fish are huddling with me because they're so scared. (laughs) Uh, So I'll just, uh, since I already talked about mine, uh, basically my dive suit is a tight fit, and I I get down in there. Uh, I use my halogen lamps uh, on the ledge hanging over the deep canyon as my starting point. Uh, I, I feel... Uh, a feeling of warning and terror instinctively then I see it a giant squid like monster is attacking and then all the fish adorably are hanging around me the illustration shows I kind of have a pudgy pear shaped body uh, with like a harpoon (laughs) gun which it says I know is useless against a monster and it shows a bunch of fish with very concerned faces behind (laughs) me and even a shark Kind of like a cat, just like down by my legs, looking up, and, a, and, an, and, a, and an eel with his mouth open like he's shocked. So my choices are that I can stay hidden close to the seeker, or I can escape in the hope that rescuers will see me. So what does yours do? All right, well, uh, in mine, I'm just kind of putzing around uh, with in the seeker. Um, I see to my left a, uh, a grotto. The entrance Ooh. is... Perfectly round, as very if, sexual, as if yes. it had been cut by human hands. Oh, uh, on the other side, uh, I see some bubbles rising from the floor of the canyon. So my choice is to investigate the bubbles or investigate the grotto with the round entrance. Well, I don't, I don't want to tell you what to do, but uh, yeah, I'm Hefner. going for the bubbles. No, Hefner probably carved that grotto out himself. There's probably naked ladies in there. Do you want yeah. to look at time, or do you want to inspect bubbles? I want to look at the bubbles. Yeah, Ben, this is the reason why you're still single. Fine, you do the bubbles. Uh, I'm going to try to escape in the hope that rescuers will see me. Nah, I'm going to stay cl- uh, hidden close to the seeker. So, page 10. Fucking coward. <laughs> well, I don't want to give up already and hope that rescuers see me. <laughs> then it's just like the book's done. They get you. You're back on the ship. <laughs> All right, start reading. 
There it is, Marty. No, oh, hold on. Give me a second. It's just like a, a paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> so mine's ridiculous. <laughs> I go back in the seeker. Uh, the giant squid is batting me around, and then he gets tired of it, and he moves on. Uh, then, to my dismay, the airlock entrance has been jammed shut, uh, so I'm I'm locked out of the seeker. I thought you were in it. That's what I thought too. Oh, you're not free to leave your hiding place and examine the Seeker for damage. And then I get locked out and I can't get back in. The crew of the Marais, however, uh, know that something's up because I didn't answer a routine radio check. The point is, the Marais realizes I'm not answering my radio checks, which makes no sense. Uh, So I radio to them to start uh, the slow pull to the surface. But to avoid the deadly bends and the rapid expansion of nitrogen bubbles in my blood, they have to bring me up really slowly. Uh, which makes me uh, susceptible to the giant squid monster. So, what's happening with you? So, I went to check out the bubbles. Uh, turns out the bubbles are coming from a hole. Okay. This so is I've really got, boring so far. I've got two choices. <laughs> the uh, the seeker it's equipped with scientific equipment, so uh, apparently it can't multitask. Though, so I can either analyze the bubbles, mm-hmm. or I can take depth readings on the hole because who knows how deep it is. <laughs> or, or as the book says. Who knows where this hole might lead? Again, everything's very sexual in this book. I know, it's weird. So my my tree, uh, my decision tree, is already leading me towards just going back to the boat, no matter what I do. I'm always in trouble, i got to get out of here. So it's almost like my story's going to end pretty soon. It's just going to be the Ben show now after this point. My decisions are, if you decide to fight the squid off with your spear gun, hoping to scare it off, turn to 17, or if you decide to signal the moray to pull you up at top speed, knowing that you'll get the bends, turn to 19. Well, won't the Benz kill you? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to throw caution to the wind. I'm going to go with that one. Pull well, me up gonna, real fast to 19. I'm going to analyze the bubbles. I'm all in on the bubbles. <laughs> so I'm going to page nine. This to is analyze a dud the bubbles. So far. All right. Let's start reading. <laughs> I guess I'm done. <laughs> oh, okay. Are you dead or what? Uh... Oh, no. I'm still alive. I'm still going. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so with me, they begin the rapid hauling. I start to lose my ability to function in the deep, and dizziness is overcoming me. And I lose my hold, my hold on the platform and drift in the water, exhausted. So apparently, I'm not inside the seeker. Well, no, because the hatch no, is closed. No, we already established you haven't been inside the seeker since yeah. the first decision that you and I made. Yeah, fine. All right, fine. Uh, <laughs> surprisingly, I see a dolphin headed a dolphin headed towards me. And these marvelous mammals sometimes help people. Will it help you? <laughs> so my options are to, to get help from the dolphin or decide to carry on alone swimming to the surface. Uh, I think I'm going to try and get help from the dolphin to keep this story going. What's going on with you? Uh, well, I, I got out to analyze the bubbles. Unfortunately, I clumsily knocked against the valve that dumps the compressed air necessary to make the seeker rise to the surface. Um, <laughs> the story which, is how? ridiculous. Um, so anyway, uh, the bubbles have a high percentage of oxygen and no poisonous gases. Great. So uh, perhaps uh, they're coming. Mouth, f- you gonna put your mouth on it? Perhaps they're coming from Atlantis. I don't know. So oh. uh, my my choice is here. I can either uh, uh, drill to uh, enlarge the hole <laughs> where the bubbles are coming from, so I can explore <laughs> further. But since I clumsily knocked against the seeker, and I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get the surface, my other choice is to try to collect the bubbles coming from the hole mm-hmm. to fill the tanks so I could get back to the surface. 
Oh. Well, I'm jealous that your <laughs> side of the story is still highly sexual. You can either put your yeah. mouth on the hole to get the air out of there, take it out of your mouth, or you can drill that hole to yeah. get it real big and engorged. Yeah, I'm going to drill that hole. I'm turning to page 21. I, I right. decide to drill, so I'm turning to page 21. All right. Well, I'm going to get help from my very muscular dolphins. I was like, I was like, I'm your dolphin friend. <laughs> oh, I finished. Uh, I'm good. Okay. Uh, so the dolphin looks at me, and I even imagine that he's smiling at me. Uh, I grab one of his flippers with a powerful switch of his body. He swims up to the surface, and the moray is nowhere in sight. So the dolphin dies beneath the surface, and I'm still holding on to him. And he speeds off, and within 20 whole minutes, which I thought I was having the bends, so I should be dying, uh... He, uh, he follows over to the moray, so I get on board, and everyone's happy that I'm there. And they say, I can go down again, but the thought keeps haunting me, what if my luck has run out? So if I decide to give up the expedition, turn to 49, or if I decide to dive again the next day, turn to 50. So obviously I'm going to dive again. What happened with you? Okay, so I drill, and the, uh, the <laughs> stream of bubbles increased. Um, it's so, so many bubbles are coming up, it's enough to uh, ruffle the surface of the sea. So wow. my choices are I could uh, either surface now because the bubbles are, are strong and such that we can pinpoint where they're coming from. We can just surface and go back uh, to the scientists on the boat and decide what to do next. Or I could just uh, keep exploring right now. Huh. Uh, well, what are you going to do, Ben? Well, it tells me there's great risk in entering the hole, but it could at least lead to the source of the bubbles. Maybe maybe it's Atlantis. So uh, I don't know. It says there's great risk in entering the hole, but I'm... Gonna enter the hole. I was gonna I'm, say I'm. Still, I'm turning to page thirty-eight. I'm very upset that you still have highly sexual things going on in your storyline, where I have nothing but a, a happy dolphin. All right, so I'm gonna go dive again the next day. You're going to. Uh, what are you gonna do? You're going to get in that hole. Uh, yeah. All right, here yeah. we go. Ooh, well, I'm done. As am I. <clears throat> so, in my storyline, uh, the Seeker's lowered again the next day over the side of the moray and slips into the ocean. The fish swim by, looking at me uh, curiously. And as I keep heading down, down, and down uh, for the giant canyon below, uh, I reach the canyon and I switch on my searchlights and I spot a round hole. So, I'm finally where you're at that oh. appears to be made by intelligent beings. Perhaps it leads to Atlantis. I don't have a choice. I'm told to turn to page eight. <laughs> So I think I'm just, like, going back to where you were. Yeah, and, well, um, I found Atlantis, so... Damn it! Yeah, I, I went into the hole, and then uh, I was uh, swept downward as if pulled by a giant magnet. Uh, I lost <laughs> consciousness, and I woke up surrounded by uh, three people in a well-lighted room. Um, they speak English, which is convenient. Oh, that's good. Um, and they tell me I'm in the the visitor's reception room for uh, Atlantis. <laughs> Which is nice that they have that set up. Uh, they said I can either come with them and, and see the wonders of Atlantis, but if I do that, I can never return to the surface. Or mm-hmm. I could just turn around now and they'll escort me safely to the surface. So, What you going to do, Ben? If you decide to return to the surface, turn to page 52. If you follow them into the city of Atlantis, turn to page 54. I'm going to turn to page 54 because fuck this world. There's got to be something better down there, right? I'm of going course. to Atlantis. Yeah. All right. Go to Atlantis. Yeah. All right, I'm all done. As am I. So for me, I pilot the Seeker through the rounded entrance to the grotto. 
Uh, once I'm inside, my searchlight picks up what appears to be docks and piers along the walls. Uh, the headlight's not very powerful, so I can't see a whole lot. However, I have a special laser light that I can only use periodically, not for very long. So it's got to be charged uh, on the Marais, so I can't. I can only use it twice, and that's it. Uh, and uh, that's 2,000 feet above me. So my choice is I can decide to cruise further into the grotto, or I can decide to use the laser light, which sounds stupid and a giant waste of time. So clearly I'm going to do the uh, cruise further into the grotto, page 13. How about you? Yeah, so uh, they lead me to, like, the control center of Atlantis. Uh, it's, like, the, the most uh, advanced thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, they tell me the story that uh, it turns out they're aliens. They landed on the planet uh, 3,000 years ago. They used an antimatter device to sink this continent uh, to escape from the humans. Which seems kind of weird, I don't know. Um, yeah, so anyway, my, my choices are now, they, they gave me this choice. Um, I can uh, have a most pleasant and useful life here in Atlantis. All I need to do uh, is uh, let them inject me with a special serum. Oh. That will let me live down there. Um, so I can do that. If I refuse the serum, uh, I'll be held prisoner. They won't take you back up to the surface anymore. Like there's a turning point. Yeah, the, the <laughs> turning point was the last the last choice I took. Right. Yeah, we we already established that I can't go back to the surface at this point. So if I submit to the injection, turn to page seventy one. If I decline, turn to page seventy two. I'm going to take the injection because at this point, I mean that's why I'm here. I said I wanted to stay in Atlantis. I may as well take this. Inje- I kind of wish. I'm a little annoyed that the three people in the reception room didn't tell me about this injection. Uh, ahead sooner. of time. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, uh, they gave you a choice to go to the surface and they'd take you up there safely, or you could explore more, but you didn't realize, like, oh, wait, I'm locked in. I can never leave now. So, all right. Well, fine. I mean, they, they told me that. They said if I went with them to Atlantis, I would be sucked there forever, but I wish oh. they had told me about the serum that they were going to inject me with. I, I feel like that's a crucial piece that they left out. Well, you're kind of a anti vaxxer, so I'm sure this is really bothering you. But uh, <laughs> so you're going to stay. Yeah, I'm taking the serum. I don't want to be a prisoner. Okay. All right. Keep reading. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Well, for me, I've been uh, <clears throat> silently cruising through the grotto, uh, not using any of these weird laser pulse lights or whatever. Uh, and the roof slopes upward. And so I'm kind of following that. And it even says in here, perhaps you'll reach the surface in open air, which is not the point of this mission at all. Uh, then it stops sloping upward, and I'm just standing in front of a metal hatch, which I, th- it actually says a metal hatch that you've never seen before. Um, Obviously, yeah. Why would you have seen it before? <laughs> I know exactly. Uh, so I take my mechanical arm and try to open it, but no luck. Uh, so I use my pulse generator to bombard the hatch with electronic pulses, and then it says they are not meant to be hostile. The pulses, I guess, are not meant to be hostile. So I can either decide to blow the hatch open with explosive charge or decide to continue transmitting radio communications through the hatch. I kind of don't know what I want to do. Something about uh, transmitting radio communications through the hatch seems so silly. I kind of want to do that. I think I might do that. What, how about you? Uh, so the injection's fine. Uh that, that was good. So they, they tell me that uh, they're aliens. Uh, all living beings are basically the same. Everything is connected in life. So they, they just came from a different planet looking for other living beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now they're giving me another choice. There's a lot of choices in this book. <laughs> um, <laughs> Weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my choices are I can either uh, journey with them through time and space to their planet, or Son I can remain I. in underwater Atlantis 
as a worker recording information about life on Earth. I, I'm going with them to their planet. I'm not Obviously. Say, like, why would I just say there was a worker recording? Inf- I could have done that on the surface. Like, I'm, I'm traveling <laughs> through time and space. I'm turning to page 90. Oh, well. All right. Let's dive in. Okay, I'm done. I, I have a bit more to go here. Go ahead. <laughs> Alright, I'm ready Well, now I gotta hear about you You go first <laughs> Alright, so I, I travel with them uh, And it's, you know, they don't have a, a spaceship or anything I just step into a beam of light And I'm on a planet <laughs> um, <laughs> And I like the the, uh, the author really uh, Understates the vastness of space Because uh, you feel a rush of speed And yet you are not moving You feel as though you have traveled Hundreds of thousands of miles in space <laughs> Which, I mean, that gets you to, like, the moon, right? Um, That's not even close to the moon. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the sun is uh, 95 million miles away or something. So, yeah. Um, yeah, hundreds of thousands of miles uh, to, <laughs> to the planet where they come from, planet Ager, um, where, where nothing is hard or sharp. What does that mean? Everything's know. got round edges. <laughs> anyway, it's just a planet. Like, you know, there's, yeah, it's just a... Uh, uh, everything is just like uh, light. The, the shapes <laughs> that must be their buildings are pure light, pulsing with energy. Um, and then uh, I don't see any people; just just uh, you know forms of brighter light that are moving around. And then and then they some of the the light things change into uh, Atlanteans, and uh, they explain to me that their bodies they're not important; it's their energy that's important. Oh, so. wow, look at that! That's nice. <laughs> and they say this is kind of condescending. You can see us in our body forms if you wish, but we only use them to communicate with people like you. <laughs> uh, which brings me to the choice I'm offered now. I can either stay in my, my body form or I can be transformed into an energy shape like they are. So, Mother of Pearl, your end of the story has gotten so cool and I'm only just starting to catch up because of the whole monster thing I fell into. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do here. I don't know. Like, Do I uh, stay as the body or did I become a being of pure light? I don't know. <laughs> well, you want to be a being of pure light. I love that when they say that we can show you our bodies if you want, but it's just to talk to dorks like you. Yeah. But I imagine like they're talking down to you because they're actually secretly ashamed that their bodies are unattractive. <laughs> they got love handles or something. There's something that they're kind of ashamed of that they don't want to let you know about. So they're really talking down like you don't need to see them. <laughs> I don't know. You go all in. I'm starting to think since you're since you successfully hit Atlantis and the Atlanteans and gone to their secret planet, you should just go all in embracing it. And I'll go the other way and see what happens with me because I have a chance to retreat. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> I'm totally going to be transformed into an energy shape. So I'm okay. going to page 102 here. Well, in my case, oh, my boring. I, oh. I do see that uh, this page it does say the end on it, so I don't know. Is oh, there... you're done. Well, of course, you yeah. become a being of light. You're perfect. You're hairless. That's exactly I, what everyone sh- wants to be. <laughs> Should I just read the end here? No, not yet. Cause I got to oh, finish okay. my thing. Well, okay. uh, in my boring situation, my radio transmissions didn't work going through the door, which is a dumb thing to choose. It's the reason why I chose it. Uh, I'm about to give up when the door suddenly swings open, uh, revealing a cavern with another door. So this is laborious. Uh, I enter the cabin uh, cautiously, and I get a radio signal in English, just like you, conveniently enough. And it says that I'm welcome here. But once I enter, I can't go to the world above. It's up to me to decide. So I can decide to go in to investigate what uh, might be Atlantis, 
uh, or I could decide to retreat. So since you're almost done, I think I'm going to decide to retreat and see what that does if they uh, go south on me. Although I should say about the, the convenient English aspect of it, I, now that I know that they're aliens and they're studying life on Earth, they, they, I guess it's not that weird that they knew English. So, Well, English is the language of kings. There are other <laughs> languages in the world, especially Atlantis is supposed to be by well, Rome. Yeah, so no, they, I'm they guessing they probably... speaking Italian. Well, no, they probably know all of the... They're advanced beings of pure energy. They probably know all <laughs> the languages, and they just knew that I spoke English and spoke I English to me. So. Right. I mean, if you're hairless, you're I mean, they can change superior. their physical form to accommodate my style of communication. Surely they could, <laughs> like, speak my language. <laughs> all right. Uh, so let me read my part, because you, you've got your last part, right? Or you still got to read yours? I have to read it, but it is, okay. yeah, it is the end, so... Wow. <laughs> oh, no. I think I have to give up. But okay, I'm all set. Uh, do you want to go first? You are in the Atlantean world. Why not become like an Atlantean? Looking down at your hands, you see them gradually begin to glow with a warm yellow light. Little by little, the glow travels up your arms and legs until suddenly you have no body left. You are a glowing energy form. You feel a sense <laughs> of freedom and happiness that you have never known before. You can float, or fly, or zoom anywhere you want to. No walls stop you. You melt through them. You don't need food or rest. You can travel through time, and you can travel instantly back to Earth in your energy form. You feel that this is the way you want to be. <laughs> Hairless. Is that it? That's the, is that the end? The end. Oh, wow. Well, for me... Back aboard the Seeker, I radio the moray that I'm coming back up, and while rising out of the giant crevice-like canyon, I spot what appears to be a road running along the top of the ledge, and it says, what is this? And the scientists on the moray tell me uh, the possibilities of finding signs of ancient civilizations such as roads you must investigate. Turn to page six. Page again, six. Again, you don't have a choice. It's just telling you. Yeah, what just page. tell me. Go straight to page six. Yeah. I don't have a choice. Uh, so on page six, it turns out I'm back at the monster thing, and all the fish are hiding behind me. <laughs> so oh, is it, it's the exact same. Oh, that's yeah. This is that the first page that you went to. Yeah. So this is the <laughs> second time I've run into the exact same monster, and all the fish are hiding behind me, and the moray eel's got his mouth open in so shock. And the the book is basically telling you, "Hey, Glenn, try again, dumbass." Yeah, basically, it just keeps throwing me back over here. So. <laughs> Uh, let's just pretend I try to escape in the hope that rescuers will see me, and then as I'm floating up, uh, the dolphin, and I just stay on the boat and I give up. So, because I'm not going to go through that whole thing again. Okay, well, that was quite the adventure for us. Um, <laughs> using our normal outline, <laughs> what happened in this book, Ben? <laughs> uh, it was a thrilling tale of adventure under the sea and then to a distant planet. How about that? There we go. Uh, what sucked about this? <laughs> that dolphin wasn't really that helpful. No, he was kind of a jerk a little bit. Yeah. And there's nothing sexual about my side of the story at all. And yours was insanely sexual. I feel like if I read your section, I could have made it sexual if I had to. Eh, no, I was looking for it. I was looking for key words, and I wasn't finding anything. Oh, what's good about this? I don't know. 
I, I, I fucking loved these books when I was a kid. Did you read a lot of these? I like every time there was like a book fair when I was in oh second God. grade or whatever. This is like the, it was the first thing I went for was the choose your own adventure books. So, um, can you hear my cat yelling at me right now? Yeah, I can. Yeah, pretty disturbing. Nope, same thing for me. Uh, when I went to my elementary school, they had a whole section on choose your own adventure books, and I was constantly rifling through them. Um, yeah, I love them like crazy. Uh, and I remember them being way more wordy. Like, there was pages and pages you'd have to read before you finally got to a decision. But this one yeah, was pretty short. Yeah, you remember that, going because you were, like, seven. So it seemed like there was a lot of words, but... No, because I picked up the mystery of Chimney Rock uh, as a 30-year-old. Oh, my God, this cat. <laughs> I picked up the mystery of Chimney Rock from the library uh, as a 30-year-old, and I was like, oh, my God. I figured there's just, like, a paragraph. You make a choice. But there's, like, pages I have to go through. So maybe it's just the one book I got. So what's good... Uh, you had good memories of it. Did you have great experience this time? Uh, it was a fun little thing for us to do, I thought, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a fun little thing. Yeah. Fun little Sunday for us. Yeah. Uh, what about... Oh, my God, this cat. <laughs> so, in my basement... <laughs> in my basement... Is, wait, is the cat in the basement, or am I hearing the cat from, like, the shut door at the top of the stairs. Oh, no. I have the door open because the oh, younger okay. cat's running down here and get it out of his system and he can leave me alone. Okay, okay. But then the, uh, the older cat, the 22-year-old cat, is standing is that, at the top of the stairs. Is that the one I'm stairs. hearing? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's staying at the top of the stairs and I have all these blankets and everything everywhere to make the sound okay in here. He's poking his face through a hole in the blankets, like a little gap between them, and just <laughs> yelling at me. So, for what the hell, I don't know, uh, the idea that what made them think Atlantis was right at this one spot? Uh, also, some of the technology. Well, I, I, they probably did research before the book opened. I mean, that's not the point. It just seems weird. They, they, like, they we figured can't it out ahead Atlantis of time. How, how much backstory do you need here? Would we recommend it, Ben? Yeah, sure. Why not? It's fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, this is the part where we normally have Ben read a selected segment. Uh, yeah, I feel like I already did that. Do you want to read I'm just gonna, anything? Like, Actually, huh? what if you just like took a page? That's what I was going to say. I was just going to find a random ending and read it, one that neither of us... Uh... That we none of us got. You know, I was yeah. on a page. There's a couple, like page 84. There's like a bunch of people. There's like shark people that are tied up and humans celebrating. Whoa, go for 84. <laughs> what is going on here? Wait, are they shark people, or are they just people, like, wearing shark hats? <laughs> they look like they're just wearing shark hats. <laughs> and they're, like, it's a fucking toga party or something. Oh, they all have, like, <laughs> fish feet. They have, like, flipper feet. Do they get flipper feet? Yeah. Go on, read it. Let's find out what it's all about. It is their world, but you are willing to help them with the planning for the overthrow of the king. You want no real part in the revolt. The planning requires choosing new leaders and setting goals for the people. You almost decide to join them in the actual revolt, but you really want to get back to your own world. Once the revolt is underway, you hope to slip away and return to the Seeker for a quick escape to the surface of the ocean. The day of the revolt, you can't resist the excitement of the Atlanteans' bold enterprise, and you decide to stay with them and help in any way that you can. The endless planning and training pays off. The carefully selected band of men and women easily captures the king and his guards. The revolt has succeeded without shedding a drop of blood, and the people celebrate for days. The Atlanteans treat you as if you are one of them, and, for the first time, you feel that you are. Well, do you think that choice came from, instead of going with them to their planet and becoming a being of light, which is also completely hairless, 
that you just decided <laughs> to stay back and become like a worker or whatever that you were complaining about? Like you weren't going to do yeah, maybe, and then you just lead a revolt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, that was good. <laughs> he basically uh, become like the Karl Marx of Atlantis. <laughs> I love that you choose to do that. That you're like, this sucks. Time to revolt and take over. <laughs> 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 Who are the shark people? Well, uh, man, that's the king and the, and the rulers, right? That you're revolting against. Uh, presumably that's why they're tied up and you're cheering. I suppose. But why are they wearing shark hats? I know. With their little... Is that, is that like a, a crown for the king? <laughs> Like a shark, like a souvenir shark hat that you would get at fucking SeaWorld or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, before we sign off, uh, in the very, very beginning of the book, they have little chat bubbles, which I think is hilarious. It says, kids love reading, choose your own adventure. Then they show a chat bubble that says, <laughs> if you like suspenseful books uh, where they hook you into reading them, then this is the book for you. August Backman. Age 10. <laughs> there are so many endings. You could read the book so many times. <laughs> What's that name? Bryden. Bryden Merrill. I feel like they made these names up. These are completely made up. Yeah. Uh, I love to have the opportunity to be able to choose Chloe Darrow. Age 10. <laughs> yeah, see here, I love that. I can choose if uh, sometimes I want to take a risk or sometimes want to be safe. <laughs> sometimes the safer choice is actually the more dangerous choice. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Uh, Fiona Wanner, age eight. <laughs> None of these people exist. No. Well, that's adorable. Oh, well, shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Whoa. Uh, did you look at the end? There's like a, there's a quiz in the back. Journey Under the Sea trivia quiz. Oh, do you want to do the quiz, Ben, before we sign off? Well, yeah. All right, Ben, what's the name of your small underwater vessel? Uh, is it the boat? <laughs> no, it's the seeker. Because the answers are upside down at the very bottom of the page, the small print. Oh, okay. What attacks your vessel after you leave the beret? Uh, I don't know, because I didn't do that. Uh, an enormous squid. I experienced <laughs> that myself in my timeline. Okay. Uh, what helps rescue you from the giant and deadly squid? Well, I mean, the dolphin, but did it really help that much? The highly muscular dolphin. Yeah, it, well, it helped a little bit in kind of a lame yeah. way. What do you find while exploring the small grotto? A uh, really pretty seashell. Nope, it's got to be a submarine, right? Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, submarine. That's what I experienced. Yeah. Uh, how can people of Atlantis breathe underwater, Ben? Uh, can they hold their breath for a really long time? <laughs> that is one of the options. Or they're actually fish, not people. Or they have an operation that allows them to breathe underwater. What, what do you think the answer is? I think they have an operation, right? Yeah, they got an operation. What's a, a morphe... Uh, little seahorses? Damn it, yeah. it's clay jugs. It's clay jugs. <laughs> uh, type of Atlantean clothing, or clay jugs, or a seahorse. Uh, what's a, what's a mola mola? Uh, I think it's a huge, ugly fish. Well, that's because you looked at the answer. Well, you told me they're on the bottom of the page. So. Well, okay, so with that, uh, I guess we could sign off now. Thanks for listening. What boys? Oh, God. Oh, you're doing that now. I thought you were going to save those kind of spontaneous ones for in person. Oh, that's right. I mean, well, anyway, just a little teaser for it. Because, you know, the vaccine is rolling out. I think we can do this in person uh, Yeah. sometime soon, hopefully. We're, we're getting well, there. Well, by the end of next month, they said that the average man like you and I could just wander on in. Vaccine, well, please. No, they said by the end of May they'd have enough doses for every adult. But uh, as far oh. as like actually getting them into people's bodies, that's a different story, I think. Oh, all right, fine. Whatever. Nerdlinger. 
Let's move on. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you uh, next time. What are we going to read next time? I don't know. Was it the Magic iPhone book or the sex hockey book? We got Ice Did Hard. <laughs> I already am. If you liked what you heard on this episode of The Book Boys, how about you check out the website? Go over to nuzzlehouse.com. There you can see all of the previous episodes of The Book Boys, as well as Glenn's other project, Leaves of Glenn. Also there, there's a link to our affiliate shop at bookshop.org. It's bookshop.org slash shop slash nuzzlehouse. Bookshop.org is on a mission to financially support independent booksellers. Also... Find us and follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Insta. Now, careful, this one's a little backwards. We're there at House Nuzzle, not Nuzzle House. That's House Nuzzle on Twitter and Instagram. Go ahead and slide into our DMs if you have any praise or suggestions or complaints. We'll take anything. Please just pay attention to us and interact with us. Thank you for listening. I'm going to okay, go pee in the a, sink. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm back. And as far as well, Luke, thank God oh. the audio didn't cut out for that. I was able to hear all that. <laughs> Did you? My yeah. water drops heavily like a horse pee. <laughs>